0: Often the cases we discuss and analyze here on Cold Case Detective are decades old. They serve as a window into long running and desperate investigations. However, the truth is that baffling and mysterious cases occur every year, and many recent unsolved crimes are still pushed aside, ignored by the press and forgotten by the public. In today's episode, we'll be exploring two terrifying unsolved disappearances from 2018. Khadija Britton. Born April 22 of 1994, Khadija Rose Britton was described by her loved ones as a bright and athletic teenager who was sure to go far in life. A member of the Round Valley Indian tribes of the Round Valley Reservation, Khadija grew up in Covelo, California, and was an accomplished student who was also the star of her high school basketball team. Her friends and classmates noted that she was popular and confident with a strong sense of humor. Everyone was certain that as a young woman, she would break away from her hometown and go to college. But Khadija had that opportunity robbed of her in the early months of 2018. It was the night of February 7th, 2018 that Khadija was last seen alive. Three days passed before her family filed a missing person report after hearing nothing from her. It's not that her family were unconcerned. It was more that in the last few years, Khadija had begun to live an increasingly unpredictable lifestyle. Instead of leaving to go to community college after graduating high school in 2012, she began to fall in with the wrong crowd. It wasn't long before she'd become involved in abusing drugs. Her community was known to be suffering from both drug and alcohol issues. Through her substance abuse, Khadija got to know a man named Niji Tony Fallis IV, who was around 14 years her senior. Although she didn't know it right away, Fallis was bad news. He'd had far more than his fair share of brushes with the law and had been charged with numerous offenses, ranging from manufacturing meth to endangering the health of a child to domestic violence. He'd even had his children taken from his custody after keeping them in filthy, squalid conditions. However, he appeared to father more children after his stint in prison in San Joaquin County, because shortly after he met Khadija, she was in charge of his children. She would do their laundry, cook their meals, and collect them from school. While friends and family were unimpressed by Khadija's choice of boyfriends, their complaints and concerns fell on deaf ears. On January 30th, 2018, A hysterical, bleeding, and bruised Khadijah turned up on the doorstep of the house belonging to her father, stepmother, and their children. She told the couple about how Phallus had beaten her with his fists before picking up a hammer. The next day, working with the tribe's domestic violence center, Khadijah filed a restraining order against her boyfriend. She was also given money to replace the possessions she'd left behind at his home, including her clothes and phone. Ultimately, however, Fallis managed to dissuade or force the 23-year-old not to follow through with the charges against him. This is thought to have been because, given his criminal history, Fallis would have spent considerable time in jail had the charges been successful. However, that was not the end. After Khadijah was reported missing on February 10th, 2018, a witness came forward to police with a horrific story. On the night of her disappearance, Khadija was known to have been visiting a friend in the 23,000 block of Airport Road. The witness claimed that around midnight, Phallis, accompanied by his new girlfriend, a woman named Antonia, turned up at the house in a black Mercedes. Armed with a small pistol, Phallis went to the door of the house and demanded that Khadija come out and speak with him. After this, a physical altercation ensued and Phallus began to chase his ex-girlfriend around the car, which was being driven by Antonia. Phallus managed to hit Khadija and shove her into the car and the three drove off together. The 23-year-old was never seen since. 10 days later in mid-February, Phallus was charged with multiple offenses in connection with the disappearance of Khadija including assault, kidnapping, first-degree burglary, threats to commit a crime resulting in death or great bodily injury, attempted murder, and for being a felon in possession of a firearm and ammunition. However, Fallis pled not guilty and refused to cooperate with detectives who were investigating the vanishing of his ex-girlfriend. Several months later in June of 2018, the police were forced to drop most of the charges due to a lack of evidence. Phallus's bail was reduced and he was released shortly afterwards, although he still faced the gun and ammunition possession charges. In August, Antonia was arrested for suspicion of harboring or concealing a wanted felon. A few months later in October, Phallus pled no contest to the firearm charges, while his girlfriend pled no contest to being an accessory to a felony. Phallus, who was 37 at the time, was sentenced to four years in prison, while Antonia was sentenced to 18 months in prison and 18 months under supervision. She was also ordered to have no further contact with her boyfriend and was forced to spend six months in an inpatient drug rehabilitation program. Both detectives and Khadija's family believe that Phallis kills the 23-year-old on the night she was taken. The problem is they're unable to prove it without first finding her body. During the investigation, Authorities questioned and arrested many of Fallis' associates. They also set up an anonymous tip line and missing persons posters were plastered all across the surrounding counties. Meanwhile, friends and family did their best to raise awareness for Khadijah's case on social media, including setting up a Facebook group. In 2019, a pond in Mendocino County was drained when cadaver dogs indicated that something was buried there. However, no human remains were found. Lieutenant Shannon Barney of the Mendocino County Sheriff's Office, who was also a member of the reservation, said in a 2018 article that he believed somebody knew what happened and where Khadija was, but they were keeping quiet, telling the press Democrats, quote, throughout the ages, tribal people have closed down among their own within their own little tribal system for protection. That's part of the culture. We know there are people who know more than they're telling us, but we have not been able to break through that tribalism. In 2018, a $50,000 reward was made available. That reward was doubled in 2020 with the help of the FBI who have been assisting in the investigation. Khadija's family continued to look for answers. In March of 2018, Her father, Jerry, and one of her brothers searched for her in the snowy landscape of the Mendocino National Forest after receiving a tip. When their SUV got stuck, the pair continued on foot, but their efforts proved fruitless. Abandoned buildings and chicken coops have been investigated by Jerry, who takes a shovel when he goes out with him so he can check out any shallow graves. Although the perpetrator in this case seems obvious, the family have still not received closure or justice. Khadija's body has still not been recovered, and it's likely that without it, Phallus will not be charged. The case is still open and active. If you have any information on the location of Khadija or her remains, you can contact the Mendocino Sheriff's Office tip line on 707-234-2100. Kiera Coles. Born September 24th, 1992 to Joseph Coles and Karen Phillips, Kiera was the fourth of five children and appeared to have a relatively normal upbringing. As an adult, she was close to her mother. The pair spoke on a near daily basis and she was also very anxious to start her own family. Kiera often told her family and friends that as soon as she was financially stable, she wanted to have her first child. Shortly before her vanishing, she was on her way to having her perfect life. She had moved out to her own apartment on the south side of Chicago, Illinois, and she had purchased a new car. She had also recently found out that she was pregnant. Her baby was due in April of 2019. 26-year-old Kiera was working for the USPS at the time of her disappearance. According to some reports, she'd been there since 2017, while other sources claim she'd been there about three years. According to her mother, Karen, Kiera had taken the 1st and 2nd of October, 2018, off from work for personal reasons. She was due back on the 3rd. However, the 26-year-old never showed up to her shift. Instead, she called in sick. Between the 3rd and the 4th of October, Karen continued to call her daughter, who wasn't answering her phone, The calls were going straight to voicemail, leading Karen to believe that Kiera's phone must have been out of battery. She then asked Kiera's sibling to check her social media. Kiera hadn't posted there either. Beginning to grow concerned, Karen asked the Chicago Police Department to perform a welfare check on her daughter. Kiera's car was still parked outside her apartment block, but the young woman herself was missing. Initially, police didn't think much of Kiera's vanishing, believing it to be a non-suspicious case, but eventually they began to suspect foul play. Karen had last seen her daughter on the Sunday before she vanished, September 30th. The pair had spoken about Kiera's preparation for the baby and what milk was best to drink while she was pregnant. However, the case grew a little complicated when the 26-year-old sister claimed that she had last seen her on Monday the 1st after picking her up from work. This statement conflicted with Karen's testimony that her daughter had taken Monday the 1st and Tuesday the 2nd off from work. This information has never been fully clarified in subsequent reports on the disappearance. Upon investigating further, the case grew all the more complex when authorities found out that the father of Kiera's baby, Joshua Simmons, whom she'd been seeing for five years, actually already had a long-term girlfriend and several children. There are also some reports that he had a third girlfriend, although this is only mentioned in a few articles. Not only was Kiera pregnant, but Simmons's long-term girlfriend was also pregnant with their third child. Reportedly, both Kiera and the other girlfriend knew of one another, According to Karen, the pair did not get on and Kiera had been banned from visiting Simmons at his house. It is unclear if the authorities ever spoke with Simmons. In early 2019, he was wanted for questioning in relation to Kiera's case. Reportedly, after the 26-year-old vanished, Simmons, his girlfriend, and their children moved out of state. They never participated in any searches for Kiera nor any vigils. NBC5 found Simmons living in Louisiana in 2021, but he failed to reply to any of their letters. Following her disappearance, investigators found CCTV footage from a neighbor's surveillance camera, which showed a woman resembling Kiera walking toward her car on the morning of October 3rd. The woman was possibly wearing a postal worker uniform, although this has been heavily debated. The woman appeared to spot something out of frame and walk towards it. She didn't appear fearful or hesitant as she passed by Kiera's car and disappeared from view. Her movements led some to speculate that she had seen someone she knew or a car she recognized and walked towards it. Over the years, this footage has been subject to much scrutiny. At first, the Coles believed that this was their missing loved one. Over time, however, they have changed their minds. Most notably, Karen came forward earlier this year to tell the media that she never believed the woman was Kiera, but that authorities had asked her to keep quiet about her suspicions. Karen explained that the woman's gait and the shape of her body did not match that of her daughter. She also added that she was only revealing this information now because the investigation had stalled and she felt she had nothing to lose. The USPS, for their part, also does not believe that the woman in the footage is Kiera, but another postal worker who was on that route that day. In February of 2021, Karen also revealed that another neighbor had come forward with CCTV footage from the night of October 2nd. The video showed Kiera and Simmons leaving her apartment in separate vehicles. Investigators told the media that they had also recovered surveillance images of the 26-year-old withdrawing $400 from her bank accounts before handing it over to Simmons. It's unclear if Kiera's bank account has been used in the years since she vanished. After Kiera disappeared, her phone, bag, and lunchbox were recovered from her car. Meanwhile, her keys and purse were found in her apartment. Online sleuths have noted that the lunchbox being found in the car was odd, given that she had supposedly called in sick. This phone call has been a controversial part of the case online. Many armchair detectives have suggested that perhaps someone called in sick pretending to be the 26 year old. Her family have been unable to confirm if the phone call was in her call log, as they have been unable to access her phone without her passcode. It's unknown why authorities haven't looked into this. The USPS worker who took Kiera's call is adamant that it was her. Authorities also searched Whistler Woods Forest Preserve in Riverdale after following some anonymous tips they'd received. While a few bones were discovered at the scene, it's unknown if they were animal or human. Many areas in and around Chicago were searched, but all to no avail. A reward of $50,000 was also set up, although it has yet to be claimed. Kiera's family are desperate to bring her home and hopefully meet her baby. Her father, Joseph, quit his job in Wisconsin and moved to Chicago following the disappearance. He has spoken frequently about the case online and to the media and has handed out flyers on the street. For a period of time, he lived in his car outside of Kiera's apartment block, determined to find answers. The 26-year-old's friends and coworkers also continue to tirelessly spread awareness of her case. Even today, Joseph continues to hold meetings to spread awareness about his daughter's disappearance. In 2020, he said that he believed Kiera was alive, but being held captive in a vacant home. He added that he believed authorities had not done enough to help bring her back. In July of 2020, Law enforcement announced that the investigation was suspended because they'd exhausted all leads. They have stated that they still suspect Kiera met with foul play, but have otherwise been tight-lipped. They told the media that they are looking for evidence to back up their theory, and that they believe two or three people were involved with the 26-year-old's disappearance. In September of 2020, the Chicago Police Department told the Chicago Tribune that they were working with the US Postal Inspection Service and the FBI to continue the search. They also noted that the case was not closed and they'd be investigating any new evidence or tips they received. Although there isn't much in the way of evidence in Kiera's case, there is a lot of speculation online. The most common theory is that Joshua Simmons was involved in Kiera's disappearance, with some even suggesting that his girlfriend was also involved. Amateur sleuths came to this conclusion after noting the way the couple left Illinois in the aftermath of the vanishing and that neither helped with the investigation or the search. Some have theorized that it was done out of jealousy, but others have proposed that neither half of the couple wanted anything to do with Kiera's baby, and so they sought to rid themselves of the problem. Karen has said that while she initially didn't believe that Simmons was capable of harming her daughter, his silence has caused her to think otherwise. Another theory that has been proposed in Kiera's case is that she left to start over, overwhelmed by all the changes in her life. However, her family don't believe that she would abandon everything she'd worked for, and they don't believe she wouldn't at least let them know she was okay. Others have speculated that Kiera was simply a victim of a local gang, or was the target of a crime of opportunity. While Kiera's case is still open, the investigation has slowed down considerably in the last year. If you have any information about the disappearance, you can contact the Area South Division of the Chicago PD on 312-747-8274. And there you have the facts. Please leave a comment down below with your own theories and speculations, and remember to like this video and subscribe to support the channel. You can also support us on Patreon for the chance to have your hometown featured in an episode of Cold Case Detective. Thank you for watching. Stay alert, stay safe, and I'll see you next time.